Welcome to Box 2, brought to you in partnership with Best Westerns Hotel GB, supporting local, proudly independent hotels. I'm your host, Jimmy Jones Buchanan, and each week I'll be sitting down with players, staff and special guests around Leeds Rhinos to tell their stories, preview upcoming weeks at the club and chat about all things Rhinos. Let's see who I've got in the hot seat for this episode. Try is given and it's Jody Boyd-Ward, the Welsh international, who puts Leeds in front in the corner. And the ball going wide. Oh, yes. And Boyd-Ward is going to be on the end of it. We'll tap the ball on the wheel. A moment of magic from the Rhinos. Now they're getting wide. Now they've got one. Boyd-Ward will bang the ball on the wheel. That's a try for Jody Boyd-Ward. This is the Leeds Rhinos wheelchair rugby league captain and Welsh international, Jodie Boyd-Ward. You've got lots of international records, haven't you, Jodie? You've played for England, you've played for Ireland, played for Wales, and up until recently, you had the world record for most international caps, but that disappeared recently, did it? Yeah, um, so Celtic Cup happened recently, and unfortunately there was a date change and I couldn't make it because of prior commitments. So uh, Harry Jones, who's my uh, Wales teammate, has now took over my record. Um, I didn't know about my record till last year, so <laughs> it's one of those that I don't quite know if I should be like sad or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to touch on how you got into playing wheelchair rugby league, because you have got some longevity, you are an expert and uh, you are the Leeds Rhinos captain. How, how did it feel to get named captain this year? I mean, it, I had no words. I expected Simo to say, can you stop gobbing off or that's why we need to have a chat. And uh, yeah, so when it, when he rang me, I was like, oh no, what have I said to somebody? Or have I hit somebody <laughs> the wrong way? Um, and no, I appreciated his reasoning for it with my experience and how I can be level-headed on the pitch and lead the team with that. So yeah, I've enjoyed my run so far and uh, the team are definitely uh, making it known by constantly calling me Cap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm at its finest. Uh, but no, it, it, honestly, it's an honour. Um, I really didn't expect it. So to be able to lead the team the way I have done this season as well yeah. um, and to continue leading, I'm really looking forward to it. Brilliant. Talking about leaders, I'm sure you saw the result against Salford. Big win, three wins on the bounce. And two of our leaders had uh, notable performances, not least... Cam Smith scoring another try. Ash Hanley, 99 tries now, just one shot of the 100 record. I think it shows the longevity in this club and where some of our better performers are really turning up in uh, the big games. Reese Martin as well, kicking us to the victory. Reese, I think, he's just short, four points short of 1,000. That's outstanding. He's been a great servant to the club, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Like, wow. To get that as, like, be heading that way for career, career points, yeah. I wouldn't have even thought possible. So, Reese, it's really showing, you know, the pride of having the badge and how well he's been playing recently as well. I just think it's really encouraging that the boys stuck in there. One, in a different fashion to previous two weeks, but having the ability to do that, all those ingredients, talked about it before, the jigsaw's really coming together. We're seeing pieces of it, glimpses of it throughout the course of the season, but now it's really gelling and you sort of get some real hope and optimism for where this team can go. It's exciting, isn't it? Absolutely. You can just see something's clicked. Yeah. And it was, you know, we've seen it in the works this season and to just watch the boys do what they're doing and enjoying it and having those smells on the faces as they're playing, like some, something's happened and it's amazing what, whatever it is, um, that they're doing something right. 
And it's important that well, you must have played in a lot of teams. Have you got any examples of, of past teams that you've played in over a long period of time and just got bigger and stronger? And that might be the Leeds Rhinos team right now. Over the course of time, it's just become better and better, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Leeds Rhinos wheelchair team, as everyone knows, we had people putting 100 points on us at games, you yeah. know, not that long ago. And it's the same squad, pretty much, that we had 10 years ago right. now. Um, and... Everything, everything fell into place. It was like one day we went, huh? That's how we. That's how we play. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's it's something that you can't even describe. It's like the team just clicks, and you know what you're doing instantly. And I think again, that's what's happened with the boys as well. I think watching the wheelchair league at the World Cup, I was blown away at the the little nuances, the little differences in each player. You can change two players, and it's like more than a third of the team in reality and they go on different players can completely change the way that that team plays and just causes chaos in the minds of the defence and I think that's what's beautiful about it when you you spend time together those players get to see those visual cues and just react you know when Nathan Collins has is, is got his speed and his kicking game going uh, Tom Alliwell who, who's an unbelievable player through middle on a, a great ability to offload just so many little bits of diversity there unfortunately though John it didn't get the win against London Roosters at the edge of no. the weekend what happened there? And do you know what? We came up against some adversity. Yeah. We we were at our first home game of the season. It's been a long season so far. And I think we've forgotten what it was like to play at home. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, we'd not been at our venue in a while and we're missing Tom, for example. Um, <laughs> somebody was at Wimbledon. Um, and Simo, you know, our coach was also there. And I think it was just nerves, actually, because... It was the biggest crowd I've seen in a long time for a home game as well. Right. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform. And unfortunately, it took us a good 60 minutes to decide to do that. Right. Um, and, you know, I said, I said to the lads at the end of the game, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still proud of every single one of you yep. because we fought back and we fought back and we pulled it to a draw. And it's just, you know, unfortunate that Rooster scored on the buzzer. It was not what we wanted. I, at that point, like three minutes before, I was like, I'll take a draw. I'll take a draw. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to win, but I'll take it. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think it was so many different things adding into that. And um, it's just the way, it, sometimes it's the way it happens. It's rugby league, ups and downs. Um, I will say, I think some people are happy that our unbeaten streak has uh, ended. However, we've still got the rest of the season to go. <laughs> the all it leads, the all it leads. What about James Simpson and Tom Alliwell living it large down at Wimbledon? I think he had a cream suit on as well or something like that. Pims. Strawberries, cream, ice cream, living it large. Need you to play some, uh, some rugby league. Just tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into wheelchair rugby league? Because you've played it a lot of years. Yeah, a long time. Um, so I started around 2007, I think, with uh, Wolverhampton Rhinos. Wow. So um, I played wheelchair basketball there. And the guy who ran the club was like, let's give this a try. Um, and it's well known at this point that everyone knows I hated it. I yeah. hated it. Um, at this time, I mean... I'm 14, going on 15 years old, and I've got grown men coming at me, hitting me out of my wheelchair. Um, and it was my first taste of a contact sport in a chair. Yep. And I took a, a little bit of a break and eventually got convinced to come back to the sport. And that's where um, 
I started playing uh, up here and traveling, traveling up to Leeds yep. and eventually moving up to Leeds to play rugby league. Um, you know, it was a big decision that my family made because my immediate family decided, okay, that's where we're going. Um, and, you know, they're quite proud of the fact that I've made somewhat of a career out of it. And uh, yeah, I just haven't looked back. I, when I think about like how terrified I was for taking hits, now I'm the one giving the hits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> I mean, like I'm saying this, I'm covered in bruises from uh, the weekend's game, but um, the difference. Yeah. And I look back at myself and I'm like, why were you so scared? Um, so yeah, it's been uh, a good 15 years at this point that I've been in this game, so half my life. If you're playing against teams like Catalan or Halifax and think of people like Seb Bashara, who's one of my favourite players. If I've got an England shirt on, I like Seb. <laughs> I, I love Seb, he's brilliant. He's a trumpet player as well. He's yeah, a bit of a yeah. character, isn't he? I think he's got a concert with Sean Paul soon. Like, just unreal. I want to try and go capture that, actually. Um, but when you're playing against players like that, it's quite aggressive. And mm. it's physical. It's a physical game. Just tell us a little bit about how you go about your game. Because what I've noticed about you is you can re-tag your tags with one hand. Yep. So instead of going like this across, you can go boom and touch it, right? Which is a skill I, I'd never be able to do. I've not, <laughs> not got that range. But also, you're allowed to score tries by tagging your wheel mm -hmm. as well, instead of having yep. to reach down for the floor. Do you want to explain the differences and why you can do that? Yeah, so... Um, for me and the way my condition impacts my gameplay is fatigue plays a massive part in it yeah. so uh, you get you know 40 minutes into the game and I really struggle to touch the floor to play the ball or to score and um, it's known as limited movement within the game so you have the option to either tap your wheel yeah. or tap the floor um, to play the ball or to score and depending on how much movement I have and fatigue I, I pick and choose, essentially, yeah. um, recently. In fact, I've scored quite a few on the floor because I can do it in the first part of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the tagging thing, I've, I've no idea where it came from. One day, I was like, I wonder if I can do it. And I literally got my tag and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be honest, I think I've only ever seen one of the player within the whole of the wheelchair game do it, and that's scraps. Right. So, you know, Nathan Collins is the only other person who can do it. Yep. Um, not as good as me. <laughs> but I once remember somebody saying at a, a Welsh training camp, Jodie, can you show us how you tag? And I'm like, but I do this. Right. I don't know how to show anybody how to do it. Um, so it's just, again, um, I've used parts of my conditions and disabilities to my advantage because... I'm hyper flexible, so for me, yeah. that is no issue. Whereas I've seen other people attempt it and they can't get anywhere near it. So um, you've got to use some of it to your advantage. I love it. I love it. Using, that's what we've got to do. You've got to use whatever skills, talents, abilities you've got to your advantage. I can just see the bruises <laughs> popping yep. through. Is that from the game? That, yeah, that's from, wow. uh, from uh, Saturday. And that's just my arm. No messing um, about, no messing. <laughs> just obviously, wheelchair rugby league. Like we, I suppose fatigue in the running game naturally sets in uh, uh, through time. Your legs fill up. You've got to run around. But I suppose we're more naturally. Um, you know, we've got a natural tendency to be able to run more than push a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Now fatigue, I imagine, in wheelchair rugby league comes. How, how quickly does it start to fatigue when you've got to move yourself around for such a long period of time? I mean, I think when you look at the numbers compared to like the running game, yeah. there's only five of you on a pitch. Yeah. So you've got to essentially play multiple roles and you never really stand still unless it's a set restart. Yeah. You're constantly moving. And I think it depends on people's you know, own personal fitness levels. 
I'm getting better at managing my fatigue, um, more so after okay. um, a game because it used to wipe me out and I used to sleep for like 20 hours. Um, wow. Yeah, so it plays a massive part and I have to very much monitor what I do prior to game day and then after game day. Um, I know people who you know are quite happy to play an 80 minute game and then off to a gym next day and I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> um, but I, I've, you know, I've fallen into a routine now where yeah. I plan my week based on what games I've got, what training camps. Um, so I know that my last training, essentially, I can do some mobility stuff on Thursday. Yep. Nothing else until after Saturday. Um, but it does, it hits in. And especially as an example, when we played Catalan in a Challenge Cup final last year, I think we're all dying 20 minutes in just uh, because of how fast it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, in the French league, it is, it's it's that fast. And to have a team that we didn't know about, an unknown entity, basically, yeah. um, other than the bits we've caught, we had to push ourselves. And sometimes you have to push yourself past that limit. Um, and as I said, for me personally, it just means I'm then wiped out for, I get a good sleep for 20 hours. Uh -huh. uh, so not complaining too much, but yeah. Good on you. I, um, I love the fact that we've got a new crop of players who are interested coming through the development team. Also, corporates, like companies, who want to experience it because it's not something you get to do every day. The wheelchairs are extremely expensive. You need somewhere to house them and a facility to use them in. And I'd love been talking to James Simpson about potentially getting some sort of corporate days to get people yeah. experiences. But if somebody wants to come and try it out, you know, there's um, people with disabilities without disabilities as well come and play. It's completely free and open to anybody to come and play. How can they get involved? Literally, um, if you go on the RFL website and you search Club Finder, yeah. you can find a club. Obviously, I'm always going to say come to Leeds. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you can find a club. And, um, you know, every club has pretty much got something going on now yeah. um, as a result of that World Cup. But, um, yeah, the, the difference between prior to last, last year's World Cup and now, like, I think we struggle to get one new person in, like, every year. Yeah. And we've got like 30 plus now in yeah. our community team and to see that and see where they've started from where they are now I'm like they're going to be going for our, our, <laughs> our spot soon like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um they are improving and the only way anybody can actually get to experience the thrills of the game is giving it a go sure. um they might be like me and hate it at first instance and uh, have to be convinced to come back and automatically you're in an international for your first uh, game but um, it may be that you know just doing it for fun I think Simo said the same thing it's not necessarily you have to go through an international pathway yeah. do it for fun do it for your fitness do it you know because you've got a friend or family member who potentially has got a disability and you want to support them because that's how it like for me my brother is an able-bodied player and he yep. played at Leeds Rhinos with us for the first few years so you know that was the first time I've ever competed with one of my siblings on the same team yeah um, he got a lot of stick for it I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, no I think um, most clubs have got taster sessions and you know get in touch for us get in touch with foundation yeah um, Ed I'm just going to shout him out now Ed Ed uh, contact Ed <laughs> and he'll tell you when and where and honestly, just need to bring yourself. Um, we'll provide chairs. 
we've got sessions where we've run out of chairs, which is amazing. Um, And, you know, myself and some of the other first team players are like, here, have ours. And that's saying something because they're not not cheap bits of kit. Um, But anything we can do to grow the game and continue that kind of um, direction that the sport's going in, and we're down for it. And it all starts at grassroots, doesn't it? Always starts at grassroots. Get yourself down, have a go. It's wonderful. I've had a few goes in it now, and uh, I need to try a little bit, a bit more, a bit <laughs> yeah. more, get involved and get some uh, competition back into it. Challenge Cup, got a big Challenge Cup weather cup holders at the minute. Want to retain that title as well? Tell us about the Challenge Cup competition because it's held over one day, isn't it? Yep. It's, it's a festival, a, a competition, which again will bring a lot of fatigue into it. Yeah, so I think um, we've got five games. I'm really bad at remembering how many, uh, but they're like 10-minute games and you've also got buys within the rounds. Yeah. So it's going to be fast, furious, 10-minute games, like literally put as many points on people as you can. Yeah. Uh, we're starting off with probably two of the toughest teams, Wigan and Catalan. Um, that's a great start to the day, but I, I'm, I've already said it, I'm ready for that challenge. Like straight into Catalan after playing Wigan. I'm down, uh, <laughs> but no, it's um, it's definitely a long day, but it gives people a chance to get again a taster of what the sport's like, uh, rather than you know sometimes you get games where you're putting hundred points on people. At least this way, they can experience like the top teams in the country battling it out to get to that Challenge Cup final. And I want that fourth Challenge Cup trophy. Yep. I was talking with the lads about it today. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I think there was a quote that if Leeds Rhinos retain it, uh, they're history makers for having fourth one. I want that. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're all about at this club, making <laughs> history. And we do it really well, don't we, Jordan? We've got so much inclusivity and diversity within the club. 14th of July this weekend, we're playing OKR in the inclusivity round. Really looking forward to welcoming all our teams. You've got the men's, you've got the women's, you've got the wheelchair rugby league team, the learning disability rugby league team and the physical disability rugby league team uh, all coming under one roof to celebrate the brand, the Leeds Rhinos, changing lives through the power of um, sport. You're looking forward to this weekend. OK, are going to come. They're going to come with a bit of a vengeance. Didn't play particularly well um, and got another defeat to their name at the weekend against OLFC in the whole derby. They're going to be chomping at the bit. Going into a cup semi-final the week after that, um, they're going to come here to play, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They're going to come here and try and put points on us. Yeah. But the thing is, our lads have got it now. Like, they know what they're doing. And actually, again, it's that word, isn't it? Adversity. Yeah. Um, they, everyone thrives off it. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm not even quietly confident. I am confident the lads are going to do what they need to do to get the win for us. Um, and what better way, like you said, it's inclusion round. Yeah. Um, all teams under one roof for rhinos and uh, cheering lads on. How uh, often do you get to cross-pollinate and see some of the other teams, the, the women's or the learning disability teams? Because there's, there's a lot of teams, there's a lot <laughs> of matches, a lot of competitions going on, yeah. and they're not all always under one venue. You played at the edge, uh, obviously partnerships with universities within the city as well. But how often do you get to see any other games? Occasionally, I'll yeah. be honest. Um, you know, I know some of the others um, of wheelchair team get across to a few more games. Um, I definitely try and get to women's games as and when I can as a female player in the sport. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to support women's team. Um, you know, that's that's what it's all about. If anyone else understands 
what it's like to be a female in rugby league. It's going to be yeah. our women's players. Um, you know, I try and get across when I can to um, the physical disability and learning disability. But it's there's so many fixtures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like just like this week, you know, men's yeah. game on Friday night. We're playing on Saturday. Sure. Um, so it's it's about balancing it as well because. I go to as much as I can, but I've also got a full-time job. I've got to work at the same time. So yeah. um, try and do what we can. And I think it's across the board. You know, I know some of the LD lads have come over and watched us play. And we had some, I think, volunteers on Saturday uh, down at Edge. So it is, it's, it's that whole one club, one team thing. And everyone does what they can to see each other compete and perform. Jordy, speaking about the women's game, they beat Wigan 52-0 at the weekend. Great performance. I bet they're buzzing. But they've got them again in uh, a, a short while's time, just over uh, a week, the week after the next, in uh, the Challenge Cup. And if they win that, they're going out of Wembley. How good an opportunity is that? They've been exceptional and Lois Forsell's doing a great job, isn't she? Absolutely. Like, to see the women, especially from where they started, you know, a couple of years back to where they are now, it's like looking at a completely different team and you're just seeing especially the development of the younger players coming up. And Lois, honestly, does an amazing job. I think girls will be, like, ready for it. And Wembley's a big motivation for anybody. You know, I, I can't say I've ever played in Wembley, but yeah. Yeah. it's a motivation for me. Like, I'll, I'll hobble around the pitch if you want. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ball girl. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that is so much motivation for them to carry on doing what they've been doing this season. At the Leeds Rhinos, we're always trying to improve our match day offering and certainly our accessibility to, um, to everybody. We want everybody to be included, to feel welcome at the Leeds Rhinos. I think the club does an exceptional job. If anything, actually, we're guilty of probably not talking enough about what so many staff players like yourself do on a weekly basis. Unbelievably inspiring journey that we're on. But just from your own point of view, as a sport, maybe even as a club, how can we keep moving forward and being aware of what we need to be better at in regards to accessibility? I think it's just removing barriers, like having those conversations. It's a big thing. I think sometimes people are very scared to go, um, let's talk about your disability or let's talk about how we can help you with that. Um, and it's because it's always a, a sensitive topic and yeah. people aren't quite sure how to approach it. But those open and meaningful conversations actually open up the sport and open up you know, any environment to people who do have accessibility needs or disabilities. Um, and as you said, this club is definitely one of the ones that needs to be shouting about it a bit more um, because... I come to I come to games here, for example. I am never worried about whether I'm using my wheelchair, whether I'm using my crutch, how I'm going to get to places. I have been to other grounds, and you know, straight off the moment I get there, it's that anxiety and oh well, how do they know what what I need? And you know, and even for me now, I'm very much used to. I kind of barged some people out of the way politely yesterday <laughs> um, as my teammate was trying to get through in his wheelchair. And, I, you know, it's I'm just going, excuse me, wheelchair coming through, like, and then slightly tapping people with my stick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those, like, I think personally for me, I have to have a laugh and a joke about it yeah. in order to open up that conversation. Okay. And the only way we're going to continue growing, you know, especially within the sport, is by doing that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Is it is being open, honest, and 
getting down to what people actually need and uh, require. Well, a massive thanks to Captain Jordi Boyd-Ward. It's an absolute pleasure to have her on board, both on and off the field, helping the Leeds Rhinos move swiftly forward into the future, being as diverse and inclusive as humanly possible. I've had my life changed through this amazing club and this uh, sport. I'm sure you have too, yeah. Jordi, and I see it every single week. So this weekend, we've got loads going on. You're going to have to get down to Wedley Stadium, 40th of July, to see the men's team take on all KR in our special inclusivity round. But also this weekend, Thursday, 13th of July, we're at Stanley with a scholarship. We're playing Warrington, 7pm kickoff. Friday the 14th of July, again at Edinburgh before the men's game, we've got our academy versus OKR also, 5.30pm kickoff. Then we've got the main event, the men, at 8pm. Saturday 15th of July, the day after, at Hull, we've got the PDRL Festival versus Bradford, Wigan and LDSL Festival at Hull two massively full inclusive round and we've also got the Wheelchair Challenge Cup Festival going on. Where is that, Jodie? Uh, Alum Sports Centre in Hull. Alum Sports Centre in Hull. If you can get down there, back in Hull and uh, support our brand again. And on Sunday, 16th of July, in York, we're playing the York Valkyrie against the Leeds Rhinos Women, 12 noon at the LNER Community Stadium. Don't forget, it's a week off after that, so it's going to be a long time before you get your doors. Get down, get behind the boys. Let's see if we can get four on the bounce. Up to you soon. Have a great week. God bless.